Okay, hello, welcome to Greenhouse Live. So we're on a little bit later tonight. Uh, after a disappointing golden point loss to the Eels, um, as you can see, I'm here on my lonesome tonight. Matt's, um, Matt's up in Sydney and, um, and Steve's still not uh, coming outside. Uh, so, um, yeah, look, disappointing, disappointing loss. Um, despite some, some positive signs and just despite some uh, fight, I thought, with um, both at the back end of both halves, actually. from We, we were really uh, out-muscled early in the first 20 and it looked like we were going to be right out-muscled in the second half as well. But we showed a bit of character and we showed a bit of fight to get back to take it to 24-all, but... Uh, not to be in Golden Point. I don't think we particularly played that well in Golden Point, and I'll talk about that. Um, certainly when I'm doing it by myself, it's great if we get plenty of comments because uh, it is a bit hard to be interactive when you're doing it by yourself. So um, I have actually made some notes tonight, which is a bit unusual, but uh, again, um, hoping to try and keep a bit of flow on it. But please come through with the, the comments. Um, so, look, clearly it was, a, it was a bad start. The first 20 minutes or so was, was very poor. I think the Eels were 10 from 10, we um, we got no ball early, and um, we looked like uh, we might get rolled over pretty easily. I thought um, the first try was was pretty soft. Um, it won't, wasn't only Jack Whiten, but he made a blue of, of getting caught in, and um, the Eels player. Sorry, I can't remember who it was now, but the Eels player um, ran through pretty easily and scored, uh, and. At that point, it looked like we were going to be in a fair bit of trouble. Um, there was there was that line ball decision with the uh, knock forward. Uh, there's no no question that um, if that had been sent up as a try, it would have been given a try. But because Klein had had ruled it as as forward, um, it was the the video ref stuck with that. Now I will say I don't quite understand if the if the ref on the field is right there and he sees it being forward. I'm not too sure why he's not calling that. Um, if that doesn't result in in a uh, try, then what happens? You know, does the play go on? So that seemed a bit of a strange one to me. But but we got a bit fortunate there. Um, the commentators on Fox I thought talked a lot about the uh, Marnie pass to Parlo being a turning point in the game, but um, I'm not so sure about that. I, I think a bit of a turning point in the game was was when Horsburgh got whacked. Not not the one where um, he came off the field, and we'll talk about that um, in a couple of minutes. Uh, but that first whack, I thought when he got that, I thought all our forwards really stood up then. So not only Horsburgh, but Soliola and Papali really really started to give us some punch, and we we scored that we scored that first try um, with C up. Uh, probably about twenty minutes in, and and geez, I was I was happy when we when we were six all because at that point I, I thought we'd really been smashed. So um, to go there was was very good. We we also had um, apparently not long after that, and it, we sort of debate on this show a lot whether we should be taken the two or not. And that was one where I thought I was very surprised we didn't take it. Um, to me, that was an opportunity to get eight six in front and actually put, have some scoreboard pressure on them and. And when they dominated so much, for us to be in front would have been would have been very special. But um, we didn't take it, and the game went on, and um, we scored that second try. Now, look clearly, clearly we got away with with one there as far as um, J 
Jared Croker passed it a mile forward. Um, Gavin Badger, the, the touch judge, who's obviously been around as a referee forever, um, totally missed it. I mean, how they how they missed that, I'm not too sure. But it was a mile forward. But from there, that was some brilliant play. That that kick from Kotrick uh, back inside for, for um, Whitehead to score was was something very special. So I was I was absolutely ecstatic at halftime to be eight twelve in front or twelve eight in front um, was a very, very good result as far as I was concerned. But I knew that they were going to come and throw the kitchen sink at us in the in the second half. Clearly Moses going down injured certainly um, looked like it gave us a chance, but for the second week in a row um, the opposition's lost key players and we haven't been able to take advantage of that. Um Horsburgh going off was, was an interesting one. I mean, um, it certainly looked like he's, he's sort of perhaps cracked his foot, so he could be out for a while. But his, his reaction was interesting, and just the emotional reaction was, was um, something you don't normally see. So I don't know whether that was from the pain of the foot or the disappointment that he probably knew that he was going to be out for a little while. But um, his, his reaction was, was very strange. Uh, and look, he's going to be a loss for us because he, he was one giving us a real bit of punch tonight, I thought. And not, um, not only up the middle on the field, but he probably looked like he was going to punch someone at, at a couple of points. But um, hopefully hopefully for him, he can really harness that, that aggression. And, and I thought he was well on the way to doing that tonight, that um, he was he was aggressive, but he was actually controlled, which, which we haven't always seen. But if he can be like that, he can, he can be a very, very good player for us for a long time. Um, so yeah, so very happy at half time, but um, but I thought we were poor early in the second half, and the game clearly looked like it was going to get away from us, and it, and it really did. Probably I suppose it at twenty four twelve the game looked over, and it looked like they were going to going to probably roll over us pretty easily. But um, we finally we finally started to um, find something in those last few minutes. We scored those two tries and. And I think a lot of it was Jack White and actually finally touching the ball. I was screaming at the TV that he needed to get involved. I'd like to go through and have a look at probably the first 25, 30 minutes of that second half and work out how many times he touched the football. To me, clearly not enough. Um, if, we're, if we're going to be a success, he needs to be touching the footy a lot. And um, he wasn't, I didn't think. Um, George Williams is, is absolutely trying his best. And if anything, he's probably trying too hard. Um, he's trying to get involved a lot and coming across the field. He does some good things. He, he, he makes some mistakes at times as well. I think he's got a lot to learn. I, I think um, he's got a lot of potential to be a very, very good player for us, but he's, he's got a lot to learn. And I think, I think that was probably some of the, the comments that uh, Sean Wayne, the, the former Wigan coach, now um, England coach, um, who's coached him a lot, were making it. it. seemed ridiculous to me on the greenhouse that some of the, the response to those comments that Wayne made a couple of weeks ago, um, I think he knows him pretty well. And I think um, he's proved to be spot on that uh, he's a very good player and he's doing some really good things. But he's got a fair way to go if he wants to be a top-class halfback in this comp. So uh, he tend, to me, he tends to overplay his hand a bit. And um, we need our big, big playmaker, uh, both big as far as being a gun player, but also big as his big body, um, to be touching the football more often, I think. Um, but in those last few minutes before the, where we came back, Whitehead was fantastic, as he's been probably all season. 
Uh, and Chance really did what we want him to do as a fullback, which is to play off the hip and um, to score two two tries, get us back in. It was was um, was probably a bit fortunate, really, to be honest, to to get back to twenty four all. But um, you know, we were there and there in in with a chance of Golden Point. But I don't think we played particularly well in Golden Point. You, the, if you're going to set up for field goals, you need you need forwards to set the platform. And we didn't do that. We we had our backs trying to run the football. We had Williams and at times Whiten trying to run the football a lot. The way you've got to get to the, to the position to put a field goal in is have your forwards um, set that up. And, and Parramatta did that brilliantly. Campbell Gillard was great in the in the um, Golden Point, as was uh, Paulo. Sean Lane um, had a really good carry as well. So so whilst they got a bit lucky with with that knock on from Croker. Um, that gave them that second second go in that um, first set after half time in Golden Point. To me, they actually gave themselves a chance, whereas I don't think we gave ourselves a real chance to be in a position for field goal because um, Papali was clearly absolutely buggered and he came off at, I think, half time of Golden Point. But we really needed the forwards to run hard and straight up the middle to get us into position and, and we, we just seemed to lose our way a bit. So um, that uh, clearly... Clearly uh, disappointing and, and clearly a, a costly a costly loss for us. Um, to now go four and three puts us right sort of just in the in the uh, fight for for the uh, for the eight I guess. But um, I think we might be better than that. But um, you know we're, we're right in the in the mix of a lot of teams. Whereas you know it looked like we'd got a got a bit of a jump on the season where we'd won those first three and and we're going to um, be able to set the pace. But um, clearly, that's not the case. We're going to be um, having to fight in the mix to to get to where we want, which is top four, um, and that's certainly not beyond us. But um, we're going to have to start playing a fair bit better than we are at the moment. Um, Ricky, we I actually held off. I watched Ricky's press conference just before he did this, and um, he was clearly pretty disappointed. Um, I think he talked about the effort being there, but but you know, poor execution both in attack and defence at times, and, and I think that's what I'm trying to cover here. That. Um, at times we are pretty disjointed and until we get that right um, we're going to need to get um, a fair bit better um, at that um, if we're going to really um, challenge the top teams and, and but we again showed tonight we've, we've we've got the class that even though we only played in fits and starts we were able to get to get to 80 minutes at, at 24 all um, it shows that we've actually got some ability but uh, execution's not quite quite there at the moment and look I'm sure there's plenty of comments coming in so I will certainly get to them in a sec and that's fantastic uh, yeah and Gutterson obviously got that field goal at the end he, he kicked that kicked that well um, good luck to him but uh, but disappointing from, from our point of view if I try and get to some of the, the comments just bear with me here obviously uh, going from device to device here and notepad uh, comments we've got plenty of those here good uh, sorry, let me turn the sound off as well. That's what you don't want. It's being stereo. Uh, sorry, just trying to get the comments up. Here we go. Okay. Look, I apologise. These, these might not quite be in the order they've, they've come in. But um, So Michael Charlton's talking about Charles's, uh tackle on Siva. That was a brilliant tackle, wasn't it? Absolutely brilliant. And I thought Curtis Scott did well to come and cover uh, as well, but but I mean, Siva just runs through them most of the time and just bulldozes over the top, and and unfortunately, it probably didn't make much difference in the end because 
from that, they still got a try at the end of that um, that set, or they might have got a repeat set, actually. It might have even been the one where Croker, um, it hit his back and they got a repeat set, but they, they scored off that. But, but yeah, that was an absolute um, massive uh, tackle. Um, Gordon Vine saying, Williams played okay tonight, uh, but in my opinion, he can get better. And I agree, Whiten didn't uh, go as good as last last week. Well, as I say, Jacko needs to touch the football more. He's he's our most important player. He needs to be touching the football more than anyone else. Um, if he if he's um, touching the football um, more, I think it gives us a lot more chance. We saw that. We've seen that in the last couple of games when when he gets involved, we actually look look like scoring. When he's not involved, we we uh, go long periods of the game without. Um, really looking much of a chance. Uh, Gavin's saying, everybody's saying that travelling not affecting the team, but maybe it's playing on them mentally. They look tired and flat at the start of the games. Well, yeah, we haven't started games well. Um, look, clearly clearly travelling up to Sydney every week hasn't been perfect. Um, we'd rather not be doing that. But, you know, in this season, you're going to have to, you're gonna have to deal with some adversity. So... Um, there's two teams currently now that can't live in their home city, uh, and they've got to, obviously one's really struggling. But uh, I don't. The Storm are going to take too many backward steps. So, you know, you can use that as as an excuse, and 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 it's clearly not great for our, um, you know, not the best, the preferred way we'd like to be. But it's the way it is. So we've had to do those uh, two travels to to Sydney for home games. It's only been two games. I mean, tonight was an away game, so. We always would have been travelling. Um, we've had to do that. That's life. We're going to be back at home next week, which is good. Um, and we'll be at home um, for seven games now for the rest of the season. So, you know, I'm not too sure you can use that as, as too much an excuse, but it's but it's not ideal. I get, I get that. Um, David Anisi saying we're the hunted after last year. Well, no doubt about that. We're, we're one of the teams to beat. Uh, and teams really do set themselves to, to play us. Um, that's fair enough too. That's where we where we want to be. We want to be one of the top teams. Um, so yeah, that's no surprise. Um, Parramatta is showing a fair bit of heart, I have to say. Um, Chris saying uh, that was heroic. Well, heroic as far as it was a good comeback. It wasn't a, a fantastic performance. Uh, C and K massively improved from last game. Yeah, he played well. Um, Bateman. Uh, David Anisi asked me how far is Bateman off. Um, look, I think it'll still be a little while away, David. Um, I think it'll still be probably August before he comes back. So we'll probably have to go through the four games in July without him. Um, whether we'll get him early August, I'm not too sure. That would probably be best case scenario. And I think we'll probably have Horsburgh out for, for all of July as well. So um, a couple of um, key players are going to be missing, but hopefully we've got a little bit of depth to cover it. Um, Marie is saying uh, the season will get away from us. We don't start doing something now. Look at four and three. I don't think it's I don't think it's risk slashing time um, by any means. Um, we would like to be better than four and three, um, particularly when we're three and zero. But um, I don't think that um, it's all over by any means. Um, but you're right. We do need to do need to get going. These the um, the next couple of home games will be important to. Uh, to get some points, um, but but it does seem as though we're just going to be in the in the fight. We're certainly not going to do what maybe a couple of us had hoped early on that we we're going to get a big a big um, amount of wins up in the first half of the season and then probably be able to 
to cruise a little bit towards the top four in the in the back half. I don't think there's any chance of that now. I think um, I think it'll be a case of us having to fight every game to get to get to that point. Um, but I, but I do think we're good enough too. By the way, I still think we we can be a top four team. Um, yeah, I think Chris is saying um, that they were speculating round fourteen for for um, John Bateman, so that'd probably be mid August. So um, it'll be a little while away yet. Uh, Mick Oaten, uh, Curtis Scott. Um, I thought there'd be some comments about Curtis Scott. Um, look, he, he he's not he's not um, not playing particularly well. He's making some blues. There's no question about that. But but I think we covered that in detail last week. My my views on that is is that um, long term he's going to be a good play for us. Um, he's not playing particularly well at the moment. I think he's got some ability. Hopefully he can fix that. Look, whether, whether he should be in the team or not, I guess that's a decision for Ricky to make as, as to whether you could perhaps bring Simonson in, who only got a couple of minutes today and, and looked a little bit off when he was out there. Um, that's an option. Uh, but, you know, the reality is I'm not too sure that a lot of these young guys actually take too well to being dropped these days. I think once of a time it was it could be a bit of a wake-up call for players. Um, these younger guys these days, I'm not too sure that, that works. And... Um, there's not a there's not a Mounties to go back to to get some form or anything like that, so that makes it hard. So, you know, I think I, to me, I, I would probably be persevering with him, and I think he'll come good. Um, but I could understand why people could argue he should be he should be dropped. But um, I'm not too sure this is quite the environment to be doing this in. Um, oh, Craig Lee is saying it was reported today. Cox uh, is being targeted by the Bulldogs. Well, look, I, I think I think any any off-contract player is probably going to be targeted at the, by the Bulldogs at the moment. They've got some money to spend once they get their salary cap sorted. They've got a lot of players coming off contract this year, uh, many of them who I don't think they want long-term. Um, so, you know, Bateman's been talked about going there. Kotrick's been t- talked about going there. They want to try and um, land a big fish there. Um, it's no surprise they're, they're talking about um, a number of players. Um, hopefully, for, for our sake, Nick wants to stay at, at the Raiders. He's a Canberra boy, um, and we want to have his whole career here. Again, like we've talked about with a few other players, you've got to find a price for these guys and, and stick with that too. Um, I wouldn't be selling the farm for a winger centre, so you know, we, we make him an offer and um, at a pretty fair price for a guy that's played Origin and Test football by the time he's you know, 20, 21. But... Um, you know, you got to stick with that. So you can't just sell the farm. I don't think, um, but but I would expect to um, expect him to stay. Uh, next comment: Jason Smith saying the right size needs fixing. Scott did one good thing in helping Charles. He needs rest and some gym in fitness sessions. Bring Oldie back. Well, I'm not too sure if Michael Oldfield's the answer. Uh, Oldie's a good player when he gets the chance, but I'm not too sure he's going to be. Um, necessarily in our best side so I think potentially the the only decision you'd probably make is that um, Simonson would come back into the team and, and probably you would see um, Kotrick uh, go to centres and have Rapana and, and Simonson on the wings they did switch, switch the wing, wingers around tonight, Ricky talked about that in the press conference, they felt they, they needed a bit more talk on that side they had uh, Kotrick and, and Croker together uh, the feeling was that Tarpany was going to play, he pulled out late, and they felt that uh, Tarpany and Williams weren't doing enough talk. Um, yeah, look, I, I, I think you could probably go either way with that. I mean, that was the way we, we used to play with, with Rapana on that side uh, and Kotrick on, the, on, on, sorry, Kotrick on the left and Rapana on the right. 
uh, last year. Obviously, at the start of the season, we didn't think we had um, Rapana. Um, things have changed there, and we've we've got him. Um, so we'll see whether that um, ends up being a um, a long term thing. Uh, look, there's plenty of comments on on Curtis Scott. I'll, I'll leave them for people to read. Um, Lenore's saying tonight, Ricky actually referred to some individuals playing poorly. I wonder if we'll see changes for next week. Um, well, look, there's no question some people are playing poorly, but I think it is our best team. So, you know, I don't think you'll see wholesale changes all season. I think, you know, when you've got this situation with um, there being no um, second-tier comp, um, it's going to be hard. Now, now whether there'll be um, some sort of opportunity for those guys who aren't getting a game uh, in the weeks to come, we'll wait and see. Um, as I understand it, there's not only do, does is the NRL players obviously in a bubble and they're, they're you know pretty restricted from their contact to outside world, but they're they're actually in sixteen separate bubbles. So um, and you can see what happened with the with the AFL where um, you know a player got tested positive and and that meant that um, the team had to stand down. So um, I don't think they want to have too much mixing there. So. Um, but if those protocols come come loose, I think what you could see is that you might see some scratch matches happen where you'll see a couple of teams joining up and basically having a, a reserve-grade team playing against two other teams. So for argument's sake, we, you know, I'm just picking a team at random, but say we might join with Newcastle or something like that. So we've got our, our players that are missing, Newcastle players that are not getting a game in first grade playing against, say, the Tigers and the Bulldogs or something like that. Um, I think that's a possibility. Um, but it won't happen whilst the protocols are in place. So um, it would be good if um, if some of those players are actually getting some game time. The other the other issue, of course, is that um, where would they have played those games up till now? They've only had a few venues that have been um, marked off for uh, the games and within the, the whole COVID protocols. So um, and then those grounds have gone to gone to uh, pop pretty quickly. So we've seen Campbelltown, you know, not being used, and 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 Parramatta's obviously in in not great shape either. So I'm not too sure. It actually looked alright tonight, as far as it didn't look dangerous, but it's it's pretty muddy and pretty pretty uh, ordinary surface. So um, that would have been the other issue they had. Um, Jason is saying, did Hal Joe get put on report for Rapana's high shot? Uh, yeah, I think he did. Um, Oh, did he? Well, was it Rapana's high shot? No, no, sorry. So Holson got put on report. Um, but no, I don't think it was a case of um, mistaken identity. I think there was something else that happened there and Holson got put on report. That was the one just before half time where it gave them two points. And obviously that was a pretty critical two points in the long run. Um, but whether whether there's anything that will come out of that, I'm not too sure. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Um and back home, obviously, next week. Yes, that'll be good um, against the Dragons. Uh, Andrew's saying, I'll pity the Dragons next week. Um, yeah, well, look, hopefully coming back home, we'll, we'll bounce back. Um, Shannon's suggesting that Ricky needs to hit the panic button. Well, I'm not too sure we want to be hitting a panic button uh, and make some changes. Well, I think I've covered that. I, I don't expect there'll be a lot of changes. Uh, Kerry's saying, how, did White, how good did Whitehead play? Yeah, I thought he was our best tonight. We'll cover the... 3-2-1 later on, but um, I thought he was, was very good. Uh, Shannon Beaumont's also saying, uh, despite asking for changes to be made, is then suggesting that um, Bateman is not the answer to our problems, which I think we'd like to have John Bateman, I have to say. Uh, he would certainly be um, very handy on our side, but um, 
but he's not going to be available for a little while, so there's not much point worrying about that. Uh, Michael Charlton's suggesting split one point for a draw and then for the second point, and then play for the second point. Not a fan would work and wait for no points next extra time. Look, golden points been talked about ever since it started. It's been in for probably about 17 years now as to whether it should happen. Um, it seems like it's going to stay. Um, I know that that's um, been an argument at times about that, you know, maybe split a point and then have um, a point for the um, for the winner in golden point. But but the argument the argument against that is obviously that then you've got three points coming out of the game, whereas every other game doesn't have three. So whether you have a situation where each win was worth three points rather than two, and then maybe if you won in golden point, you could have two and, and the loser gets one maybe as an option. But... Um, We've had Golden Point for a long time. We've had a grand final decided on Golden Point. I know we don't have grand finals decided on Golden Point now, but um, I don't see that will change any time soon. Um, uh, Arias is saying... Sorry, I just lost that there. Uh, sorry, I'll come back to that. Here we go. Full strength uh, team and unable to beat the team losing their stars in the team is disappointing. We give away too many moves. Yep, agree with all of that. Obviously, uh, Manley's injuries last week and then Moses getting hurt uh, this week didn't help. Um, Steve's talking about the 3 2 1. Uh, so everyone do that on the website. Uh, Jason Smith's obviously um, not, not uh, agreeing with me on Curtis Scott. That's his right to do that. I don't think he's been great, but I wouldn't be dropping him and I don't think that Michael Alf is the answer. So have I been drinking? No, not really. Uh, I did have one. Uh, Bundy before if you want to know Jason but uh, no and I, one of the things we're not here to do on, on this show is to pot players so we're not going to come in here and, and pot Curtis Scott all day long despite what people might want um, I think if anyone who's watched this show for long enough for the three or four years that we've been doing it would know that uh, generally I would uh, make comments that uh, things are never quite as good as they seem, never quite as bad as they seem um, I get criticised in the greenhouse at times for uh, not just getting carried away when we're winning and saying, I think there's still a few problems. Uh, but then the same token, when we're getting beat, and I say there's a few things that um, we're not that far away from, um, people don't like that either. So uh, anyway, that's that's my opinion. Um, happy for others to have that opinion, which is good, but um, I don't agree with it. Um, uh, yeah, a couple of people talking about not getting... Uh, off quick enough on the line. Michael Charlton's also asking about the six-a-game siren in the crowd. Yeah, look, it's it's hard to know, Michael, what's actually real and what's not real watching the, the games at the moment because there is some crowd there and they're making some noise, but there's also this um, fake noise as well. Um, I wasn't aware, actually, that the, the six again was actually a siren going off in the crowd before tonight. So I didn't. I thought that was on the TV. I didn't think it was actually what happened at the ground. Um, obviously none of us have been able to go to the ground over the last few weeks to know. Um, yeah, it did seem a bit strange. I don't know whether someone was was doing that in the crowd or, or what, but one would have thought that could be picked up pretty easily when there's only a few hundred people there. Um, I'm not too sure what the story was with that. Um, Lauren's saying uh, we're starting every game on the back foot. Uh, lucky to recover in the first half and also get it to Golden Point. Yeah, I think we've... We've covered that. Uh, David, an easy horse before respect or heart. Yeah, there's no question he's all heart. Um, unfortunately, I don't think he's going to be playing for us for the next few weeks. So, uh, so yeah, Chris Bennett's asking about that battle as well. So, yeah, I, I'm honestly not sure um, 
what's what's going um, what's going on there. Uh, uh, Gordon's hoping that Kotrick won't leave us. I think we all agree with that. Uh, uh, Chris is also saying there's a lot of minutes where we didn't play well. Yep, I think we've covered that. Uh, now, uh, Gordon's saying, I think this is a good point, actually. Uh, I think Hogson needs to take a step back and let Williams and White and run. He's doing too much. Yeah, I would agree with that, uh, too. Um, I think that at times, well, as I've said, White needs to touch the football more often. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think at times Hogson is overplaying his hand, and I think that he, that's actually making him less effective than... Uh, than what he otherwise would have been. Um, I think uh, Andrew's saying Whitehead our best tonight. Yeah, and um, and Isaac also saying he'd like to see uh, Croker get some more touches. Well, certainly if Whiten touches the ball more, Croker will touch the ball more because they're next to each other. Um, but unless Whiten's touching it, Croker will struggle to get it. Um, okay, so that's, I think, probably about it for... Uh, review of the game tonight. Uh, my three, two, one. I would give three to Elliot Whitehead. Uh, thought he was our best again. Uh, I would give two to Charles Nickel Clockstead um, because I thought you know he obviously scored those two tries right at the end. That that try saving tackle uh, was very very good. Um, the one I think is pretty hard. There, there wasn't a huge amount of good performances. I'm probably going to give it to George Williams just because he was involved. Now, that's, that's not to suggest that I thought everything he did was was really good because he, he, he does some ordinary things still that he's going to have to improve on. But um, his involvement and his effort is there um, and he probably was more effective than, than uh, a lot of the others. So um, I thought our forwards were OK. I thought Papali worked pretty hard. Um, Soliola was good early, but again, we're seeing him getting a bit the Dunamis Louis role where he gets uh, very few minutes after that first stint. Um, and Hudson Young was okay at times. Um, Sutton and Gula coming off the bench were all right as well, but, but for me, it was probably Williams. Um, Dragons next week, uh, back at home. So, that, look, that's going to be good that we're back at home. Um, there's going to be some crowd there, which is good. Um, for mine, it's a little bit disappointing. It's such a small crowd and probably a smaller crowd that will be in uh, New South Wales. Um, it does seem to be a little bit of a strange decision from the ACT government to allow a small, only a smaller uh, number than what's going to be allowed in, in New South Wales. As I said last week, the one thing I can sort of understand is that... Um, They've had a little bit of a trial run with, with the games with the corporate boxes. Um, and I think if you look at the game today in in, um, in Brisbane, there was allowed to be up to 10,000. Um, whereas in Townsville, where they hadn't played, they only had a couple of thousand. So so hopefully it's it's the start of a, a return to um, normality. It will be very different for those of us if we do get tickets. Um, that, you know, it's obviously going to be three seats between everyone. Atmosphere is going to be a lot different to what it normally is um, and only sort of a very small crowd and only on one side of the, the field. So um, it's probably not going to be what we're used to. Who knows whether we'll be able to do Greenhouse Live outside the the ground if we if we are there, um, but otherwise we'll do it off the TV or we'll do it off the TV or we'll come home and, and do it um, after the game if we've been there. But... We will need to bounce back against the Dragons. I think if we play our if we play our best, we'll beat them. Um, they obviously had a fair crack against the Roosters last night, but 
um, we will need to um, step it up. We will desperately need two points. So um, I think we'll leave it there. I think someone's talking about we'll have the Viking clap back um, as well. And uh, Tony is also saying, why didn't they play the middle uh, 40 like the last 10 minutes? Um, yeah, I agree. Um, it would have been nice to play the whole game like we played probably the 10-minute patch in the first half, 10-minute patch in the second half, but not to be. Um, we're going to leave it there. Um, thanks for listening to me doing it solo tonight. Uh, we'll talk to you next week from either home or the ground. We'll see what happens. Uh, but until then, go Raiders!